Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. This is Mildred Tassoni, and this is Welcome to the Neighborhood NY uh, Blog Talk Radio. Today's show is Focus on Government with our special guest, John Kamen, Supervisor of the Town of North Hempstead. Welcome, John. Uh, welcome. Thank you, Mildred. Yes. Um, we appreciate you taking the time to visit with us today. Uh, there, we are currently, this is going out live, but we will have the recording on our Welcome to the Neighborhood NY.com website, the Blog Talk Radio website, also our Facebook page and LinkedIn pages as well. Um, we have, uh, Welcome to the Neighborhood is so that businesses and people can communicate with each other. As they move into the neighborhoods, they find out about each other. This particular show is of interest not only to people who live in the town of North Hempstead, um, but we have, it, it, because it's about the environment, it's also government communicating with the people. So, John, today you wanted to talk a lot about uh, the town of North Hempstead. If you could just give us a, a little idea of how big the town is, because we have people listening in Chicago and other parts of the country because they're interested in the environment and they're also interested in how the people can communicate with their government officials. So if you'll give us a little background and then to talk about some of the environmental things. Absolutely, absolutely. The town of North Hempstead is a town of about 230, 240,000 people. It's 58 square miles and located on the north shore of Long Island. Uh, we are literally adjacent to the city of New York. Uh, we're next to Queens. Uh, we're the first town once you get east onto Long Island. Uh, to the south of us is the town of Hempstead, which is actually the largest town in the country of over 700,000 people. And then we have Oyster Bay to the east of us. On the north of us, of course, is the Long Island Sound and our bays and inlets. Um, the town of North Hempstead consists of a number of different communities. We have about 31 different villages within our town, not to mention dozens of school districts and other districts and hamlets. Uh, it actually was recognized as being one of the top 100 places to live in America last year by Money Magazine. Uh, so we think it's a pretty special place. And we are doing a lot of uh, environmental-type programs here that we're very excited about. And it's interesting that you talk about access to government. How do you speak to your government? How do you, how do you connect with people, whether they're just moving in or whether they have a question? Uh, if you're a business, you're a resident, you want to know what's going on. We've developed, as you know, a, a 311 system in the town of North Hempstead. Some cities throughout the country have done it, and uh, we are one of the first suburban communities to, to try this as well. And so uh, we encourage people to call uh, one single number to find out virtually anything that uh, they're looking to find out about, uh, our town, and even other things if we can help them. Uh, any particular environmental issues or areas that you want me to address? Well, I, I actually had sent over some of the information, the last two um, publications that you've put out, which we will also have links to um, so people can download them because they're interesting to see. Uh, I know you wanted to talk about the students' recycling effort. That was, um, I, I think that would be a good one to start with. Sure. You know, we, we, have, uh, we have 11 school districts in our town, and each school district, each year, uh, we get calls from students, from teachers, from parents. They ask us, how do we recycle in our school? And historically, the town, which has its own transfer station and we have responsibility for solid waste, 
has not engaged in recycling in the schools because we keep local government and schools separate. And uh, the experience that I had over the, the years was that uh, there really needed to be some way to, to, to do something in, a, in a, a coordinated manner to make sure that all the schools and the children and the teachers can actually recycle in a meaningful way. And so I came up with the idea of creating a town uh, school district partnership where we, the town of North Hempstead, uh, agreed to purchase recycling bins for every single classroom in every single building in every single school district in the town of North Hempstead. Uh, over $200,000 worth of recycling bins, I would, I would note. Uh, we then agreed that we would hire a garbage carting company uh, that's licensed by the town to pick up the recyclables, and we would make sure that not only did they get picked up in, in, in the most appropriate way, but that they would, in fact, get taken to, to the transfer station and that they would, in fact, get recycled. One of the concerns that we have and, and complaints that we've heard about is that garbage trucks pick up recyclables and then they see uh, as the truck goes down the street, they mix the recycled buckets with the, with the regular garbage. And so people spend all that time separating the garbage and they, and they end up having the, 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 the stuff mixed with solid waste and it never gets recycled at all. Um, that concern is allayed when we pick it up ourselves because we make sure it's being done correctly. Uh, but with the school districts, it really is a fascinating experience to work with the kids, to work with the teachers, the administrations. Uh, we not only purchased the bins and we've already delivered them and we've had taken pictures and we're doing all this wonderful stuff with them, we've now purchased scales. And we've done that through the offices of Senator uh, Craig Johnson, one of the state senators here in New York and our representative. Um, we uh, purchased a, a number of scales where the kids, at a certain particular time in, 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 in the morning, they'll bell goes off, kids come out, uh, one kid designated comes out with a bucket of papers, brings it to a central location, dumps it into the central bin. Uh, some other kids, older kids will come, take that bin, bring it to a scale, they weigh it, and then they bring it back. And we can then tell how much paper we recycle in every school every day uh, in the town of North Hempstead. Uh, every 10 ton or every ton of, of paper saves 17 trees. So the kids are going to be able to calculate exactly how many trees they save each day, each week, each month, each year, when you combine not just one building, but each school district, and then you combine the school districts with the other school districts, again, we have 11 school districts, you're talking about hundreds of tons uh, of paper every week or so, or, or certainly every, every so often. Uh, we're going to be saving thousands and thousands and thousands of trees, and we're going to be able to articulate how we're doing that. And it becomes an education proce process. It's a green process. It's a good government process. Uh, all around, we think this is a very positive program. Yeah, it sounds like it. I mean, it sounds like... Uh it's it's real. It's something real instead of just oh yeah, you're throwing you know you're you're recycling, but there's no connection there. So, um, and are all the schools in the town participating at this point or? Uh, not yet. We have uh, of the eleven school districts, eleven school districts are on board. Uh, those school districts are Port Washington, Great Neck, uh, Sawanica, Car Place, Westbury. Um, and Hassett, and uh, there's one more out there. Okay. New Hyde <laughs> um, Park, you, actually. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I should have known. Check um, of the woods. So, uh, yeah, so those are the eight that are participating. And we're thinking of going into some of the private schools and, and working some stuff out with them. Um, yeah, they're still, uh, they need to recycle, too. So we're going to expand so it. Right, and anybody could contact you. If there are private schools out there, they could contact you. I think it would be very interesting on the website if, you posted that information because for the community, um, not only the, the you know, if you don't have a, a child in the school system, then you're really not 
knowing much about it. So um, that's a great I'm idea, and I think that I'm gonna. We're now gonna do that. I'm writing it down. Uh, we're gonna post it. We should post it on on our website in the town, and mm-hmm. and that the schools do it as well. But you're right. People should be able to see how much garbage the the, the schools recycled this day, this week, and it'll give people confidence. And you know what? I have a feeling it'll end up leading to people doing more recycling themselves because they'll see what the and, kids are doing. Maybe they'll feel a little bit more of an obligation to right, do it. And, you ha- and we have major colleges around here. I mean, not that they would have to do it every day and weigh it or something like that. But, you know, I mean, I can see as this is a, could, could grow to, you know, larger efforts um, just to make sure. Um, uh, another the, um, the, the Long Island Railroad, we have 11 Long Island Railroad stops in our town. And so we've, we've, worked, we've worked out an agreement with the Long Island Railroad that we're going to do recycling bins on the platforms or near the platforms and do recycling with the railroads as well. So, it's, again, it's already expanding. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Um, another thing, I'm looking here at the page that's talking about the recycling, and you've got, I think one issue uh, is if it's too hard, it's, it won't get done. And you've got where we've got stop throwing out pollutants and dispose unwanted pharmaceuticals. So could you talk about uh, those two programs? Um, sure. The, uh, the pharmaceuticals first, I'll, I'll take. It's, we're hearing more and more that people are concerned about pharmaceuticals that are being flushed down the toilet, which is what some people do when they, they have leftover pharmaceuticals. They want to get rid of them. They don't want to leave them in their house or they're stale or whatever it is. Um, there's concern that those the pharmaceuticals then end up in the waste stream, ending up um, somehow being recharged back into the into the our waterways and our systems. And uh, there's a concern that that that's going to have a negative effect uh, as as time goes on. And so what's what's emerging is a recycling of or a collection of pharmaceuticals. And yeah, you know, the question is how do you do that? It's that there are a lot of uh, concerns as to how do you collect it, how do you keep them safe? You know, you don't want to collect pharmaceuticals and have someone stick their hand in and take a bunch out and mm-hmm. do who knows what with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rules are that we have to collect them with a police officer present. We, we're, we've spoken to some of the precincts uh, in the town to see if they might do it out of the precinct so that we know an officer is present, but uh, there's still some, some issues with that. So uh, what we're going to be doing is including the pharmaceuticals with our STOP program, which is what you just mentioned, and that stands for Stop Throwing Out Pollutants. And that's generally for pollutants that are hazardous or uh, hazardous or have some other uh, issue involved in, in terms of getting rid of them, and it's like batteries, uh, paints, uh, bulbs, things that, that just are, are traditionally hard to get rid of, and we really don't want people throwing them into, into, the, into the waste stream, into their, into their garbage. So we're going to include pharmaceuticals with that, and we're going to have a policeman come to our... Uh, quarterly stop throwing out pollutants uh, site and just stand there for a few hours. So there'll be a window where people can actually throw out their their uh, pharmace- pharmaceuticals as well. But the stop throwing out pollutants program is something that's been going on for some time. And again, it's very important to give people the opportunity to throw things out the right way. And you know, I, uh, if most people are like me, they have a bunch of paint pans, uh, uh, paint cans in their uh, in their in their um, garage. Mm-hmm. Uh, or basement, and then they're going to do a spring cleaning, and they're going to want to get rid of them. And we hope that they think of our program before they just dump them into the uh, into the garbage. You know, you can store them for however long you need to, but bring them down to to our to our transfer station. Uh, we'll take care of them, and we'll do it the right way. Okay. Um, just so I uh, introduce, this is John Kamen, the supervisor at the town of North Hempstead. I'm Mildred Tassoni. This is Welcome to the Neighborhood NY.com. 
and um, our show today is focused on government. Uh, another uh, thing here is mentioned about the uh, your it says e-waste recycling, and that if you'll just talk a little bit about that too, because uh, again, everybody has something here. So, right, you know, we have um, you know e-waste is electronic waste, and you know, of course, in, in this day and age, everybody has computers that they they need to throw out. They sit in your basement. They sit in your garage. Uh, again, it's the type of thing that we don't want you throwing out in your regular garbage. Uh, it's not really appropriate to end up in, in, in that kind of setting. Um, so we have developed a partnership with somebody who recycles our electronic waste. Uh, we do it in a way that's safe. There were some shows on TV recently where there was concerns that electronic waste is being sent to China and it's being buried in, in these uh, unsafe places. Uh, we make sure that ours is, is through a local company and that they're doing it properly. Uh, they're certified, et cetera. Uh, but it really is a way to get rid of uh, computers. And even today, TVs. There's, we know that people have to get rid of their old TVs, and they're not gonna, some of the old ones aren't going to work anymore. Uh, we'd be glad to take them and, and dispose of them properly. Right now, in the town of North Hempstead, you can come to our, uh, our facility every Sunday and just deposit your e-waste. We don't charge you. If you're a resident within our town, there's no fee. We'll take your e-waste, and uh, uh, we'll, people just go on their way. We are actually expanding that as part of our school recycling program, uh, which is growing. The, the participating school districts that are working with us uh, are going to uh, have uh, dumpsters basically brought to their schools during Earth Day week or during that period, sometime this spring, where we're going to invite the schools and the residents who live in a district to come bring their e-waste to the local school, and that way they don't have to drive all the way down to our, our facility, and it makes it a little bit more, more easy, and, and a lot of other folks will be doing it at the same time. And Again, we're trying to get people into the habit of mm -hmm. cycling the you know the, the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing it's interesting you have uh, Echo Friendly three one one, and that's talking about the call center. And one thing I saw was that you can report a pothole to be filled with new Echo Friendly paving material. You want to discuss that? That's a that's, our, that's one of our newest things. You know the three one one idea is that you know, you, you call three one one and within. Two days, we will fill your pothole, and that's and we have a we 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 document it, we log it in, we make sure that we're doing it properly and in, in, in the timely manner. And if it doesn't get done, we can find out why that didn't happen. So 311 is a great way, we believe, to to make sure government is connected to the people and we we, we service people in a in a way that provides oversight, transparency, etc. Uh, one of the things that we're doing with potholes, though, is we've uh, been working with a company that takes recycled materials to create the asphalt type material. And they, except that it's not petroleum-based, which means that we have this wonderful material that is hardy. You know, it, it works during the winter. We can put it in uh, to, to potholes, and it's 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 a way of doing a, a traditional government service, filling a pothole uh, in a way that's also green. It doesn't look green because it's black asphalt, but it's 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 as green as it gets when you're using recycled materials that's not petroleum-based to fill a pothole, what a wonderful thing. So it's little things like that that we're always looking for, and people come to us with ideas all the time. And, uh, you know, we throw them out there, we research it, and if, if it works, then, then we're willing to try it. And any, anything that, that really helps green our town is, is, is something that we think is a priority. Uh-huh, absolutely. Um, another thing, you want to talk about your green team? Because I thought that was interesting. Yeah, you know, whenever you drive around our town or any town, it's so disturbing to see garbage on the side of the road, it really takes away from people's quality of life. You work hard. You, you know, we have beautiful neighborhoods. 
uh, in our town, and I'm sure other towns as well. But we're really proud of the, the communities throughout, and there's, we're, we have diverse communities, all types of communities uh, throughout the town of North Hempstead. Uh, it really is a downer to see garbage and litter on the side of the road, on the sidewalks, in the trees. And so uh, I created a, what's called the Green Team, which goes out and picks up litter. Uh, last year, uh, we picked up 35,000 pounds of litter. And this is just one piece of paper, candy wrapper, bottle at a time. And it's frustrating on the one hand that there's so much litter out there. And remember, we're 58 square miles, so it does cover a lot of turf. And that does end up including some debris every once in a while that, 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 you know, that, that weighs a lot. But uh, it is a lot of litter, and, and especially along some of our main thoroughfares, uh, it's just important that, that we have the service that's going to go out there. And, and by the way, if someone sees litter on the side of the road, they can call 311, and we will send a team out there. And again, we log it in. We can document the, how long it took us, how much garbage we picked up, uh, when we finished. So it's, it's, it's really a transparent system. But we want people to call 311 and say, you know what, you got, we've got a bunch of litter on the side of this road. It's been collecting. Or if you see one of those terrible signs on a, on a utility pole advertising, you know, some kind of service, you know, picking up old cars or, or you know, roof repair, whatever it is, those, car, those, those signs that you see on utility poles, our green team will go out and we'll pull down those, those signs. They'll actually report it to code enforcement and we'll try to find out who's putting them up. Because uh, those, those are the types of things that, that communities should be able to, to minimize uh, if we can, and, and, and that, that really has become a priority for us. We yeah, only hope. I, mm -hmm. with that, I, I we only hope that people don't think that just because we're picking up the garbage, they should feel com feel comfortable throwing out their garbage, you know, out the window. We want people to to say, you know, here they are picking up the garbage. Maybe we should pick up garbage too. And, and you know, we do cleanups on Earth Day, and uh, we try to educate our community as to why it's important to clean up. So hopefully, we're sending the right message. Yes. Um, I, and I personally use the 311 call center. I use it a lot because yeah, that's great. Um, it is. I just call if I need to talk to one of the, the our representatives, then we they just connect you, and it really works well. I have one comment on that that um, I saw here where you can call 311 and report a lost dog, and then it said 118 lost dogs were reunited with their owners which right. I think is fantastic. I happen to be a cat person, and I was just wondering, could we expand that? I, uh, we did lose a, a cat last year, and we did everything, and, and our neighbors were really wonderful because I handed out flyers, and, and people called if they thought they might have seen her, and they really their, their kindness was, was really nice. But we, unfortunately, were not able to find her. I would like you to at least think about possibly expanding that to, to cats. I know um, it just when I saw that, I thought, boy, 118 dogs that you were able to find. But again, if people knew that they saw a cat call 311, it starts to become part of the, the community culture so that I, that might help. Um, so that was just my thought here. Um, I think it's a great idea, and we'll, we'll definitely do that. We. Well, it'll work even now if someone calls 311 even for a cat but what the 311 people will do is, is, is immediately contact our animal shelter because a lot of times when someone finds a lost animal uh, they'll report it to our animal shelter we'll pick it up so we might have a lost dog or a lost cat even we're actually opening up a cat portion of our shelter uh, at the end of the year uh, we might have that animal in our custody but we might not know that it's from five miles away or it's, it's you know, whose it is, and we might not be able to hook it up. So just by calling 311 for a cat or any animal, for that matter, uh, we might be able to hook, it up, hook them up with their pet right away. And so we want to encourage people to call 311 for a cat or a dog. 
Oh, uh, we should advertise it. You're right. If people knew that, I that's... didn't know. I didn't know you could do right. it for for a dog even. So I think that's that's something as part of uh, you know welcome to the neighborhoodny.com and other uh, part of the civic organization and things that will help start spreading the the news about that because that that's big. When you lose a pet, it's it's right. big. Absolutely. You know. Um, um, one thing uh, now, I, you and I have worked on a committee for. Um, there's two other things I, I thought you might want to mention. One is project independence, and one is some of your envisioning programs. Um, and that's uh, I've worked on the envisioning program for New Hyde Park. But maybe you'd like to uh, talk about project independence um, a little bit. And then sure, project independence is really one of our our pride and joys at this point. It's it's growing. It's it's what it is. Is you know, it, 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 it's a senior program essentially. And and what happens is, a couple of years ago, they came to us and said that they there was grant money available for uh, services. If there's a small part of our town that has 40% of the community is 60 years or older, and the goal was it's called a NORC, naturally occurring retirement community, where there's a concentration of seniors. And the goal is to provide additional services so that they can age in place. They can live in their home longer because if seniors can live in their home longer, not only do they have a better quality of life and you know, live with more dignity, but they save a fortune. You know, the federal government and state government pays a fortune in dollars to support uh, populations that have to live in nursing homes or get some type of assistance, medical assistance, where if we can keep people healthier and happier and comfortable in their own home, then we really are doing a service to the people who help grow and build our communities to begin with. And so we're take, we've taken that small idea, that, that, that germ of an idea that we started in, in New Hyde Park, by the way, a couple years ago, and we're doing it town-wide. And we call it Project Independence because it's helping seniors uh, maintain their independence, even though they're utilizing services that help them uh, get by. And it could be getting access to a handyman to fix a leaky faucet or a leaky pipe that otherwise would get worse and create damage to the structure and possibly get moldy and create more health issues. So if you can call 311, by the way, that's how you access Project Independence, uh, get, some, get, get, get somebody out there to help, with you, help you deal with the problem. Not only do you fix the problem, you have less stress, but you also might address health issues and there's so many other things that can, can benefit. The program also uh, has, we have social workers that work with us uh, we're working with some of the universities, and they have uh, students, you know, social worker students, graduate students that are participating with us. And we just received a federal grant, several hundred thousand dollars, to, to expand this program. We're doing grandparent programming. It, it's really a, at the end of the day, it's, it's a mechanism to call the town government and find out what program is available to you uh, based on where you live and what your needs are. And it could simply be that you need someone to talk to. It could be that you're depressed because the date coming up is an anniversary of a loved one's death, mm -hmm. uh, and you want to just talk to somebody about it. And when you call the town, because we've married the product independence idea with our 311 idea, it all gets logged in. There's, we document the time and place that the call came in, and so we, we can develop a relationship and understand the need of the particular individual. And as patterns emerge, there's certain problems that happen this time of year, or there's certain problems that, that, that are emerging more than others. It gives us the ability to designate resources in a way that make more sense. So we can put more money in a certain type of professional or a certain type of program uh, based on the amount of need that we actually have because we're documenting the calls that are coming in. And so Project Independence is, is we're going to do it regionally, but it is town-wide. But we're, we have New York Park, we have Great Neck, we're going to do it in Roslyn, Westbury. 
uh, as we grow the program, it really is something that's going to be wonderful. We're using the, the local hospitals have partnered with us. Um, social worker agencies have partnered with us. Faith-based organizations have partnered with us. We're speaking with the Attorney General's Office, Attorney General Cuomo, to, to give people an access to information regarding consumer fraud. So if someone calls up and they feel that they might be getting ripped off, they can we're going to call 311 and we're going to get you directed right to the, the, the Attorney General's um, uh, people who will help you up to help about consumer fraud. And it's just growing and growing, and it really is an exciting program. Uh, yes, I agree. Uh, one thing is, I know snow removal. At one point, that was covered, but then that that that's something that this last season, um, which we did have some snow. If you didn't have somebody to help you shovel, you could be in real trouble. So that's something you know. I know that uh, they've dealt with in the past, and mm -hmm. would be something to, you know, um, sort of add on to a little bit, I think. I know people have mentioned that to me. Um, we had a program uh, where there, there was there was a the Merchant Marine Academy uh, kids who do that nearby their academy, and we're looking to grow that program so that we can find either volunteers or people not necessarily doing it for free, but doing it for a set price that's that's, right. that's reasonable, that mm -hmm. you know that people are trustworthy, they're, they're, they're registered somewhere, and and we can, you know, if you get snow removal, if you know that you can get your driveway shoveled for, for $12 as opposed to $30, and you know that they're going to be responsible, then maybe you call this number and we, we, we get them doing it. So we're working on putting that together. We need to do that through a grant, and so that's that's why it's taking us a little while. But that, that did start out as one of our main goals, and, and we're definitely going to do that. We have about five minutes left. Um, uh, if you would just talk about uh, the envisioning program, I think that's all we have time for um, uh, in this session, and I hope you'll um, consider coming on again. That would be, I think, it's very helpful, and it's and it's it's interesting, and I think it's uh, to to get all this information out because that's one of the hardest things for everybody to either find out what's going on or get your message out. So. Um, if you'll just talk briefly a couple minutes on uh, some of your envisioning programs like the one in New Hyde Park. Right. One of the things that we, we learned early on uh, in government, you know, when I came to government, is that people are cynical. They, 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 they don't really understand why government does what it does. Uh, I now have been in town hall for about five years, and I don't always understand why government does what it does. Uh, but I think the important thing when you affect a community is to include the community in the decision-making process. I believe that if people know why I do what I do, uh, they would generally come to the same conclusions that I do. If they have the same information uh, that I have, they would generally reach the same conclusions. Not always, and people come to things from different perspectives, and we don't always agree, but at least they understand the process. And so we've developed this visioning process that's not unique to the town of North Hempstead. They've been doing it in other places as well. It started in a, in a community called Newcastle in the town of North Hempstead, which was a uh, minority economically depressed community that had a had a main street that was beaten down and they just really had no investment in it and so we brought the community together and instead of just having someone give a speech what we do is we sit around a table and we talk about it we have a steering committee we we engage the community leaders and, and the organizations and we ask you know, what is it that you want your community to have and so we did it in Newcastle and it was a great success and we're rebuilding that main street still we've done it in Port Washington also on a very large scale what kind of community do you want that's actually where some of our ideas, like the green team, came out of, you know, where people complained about certain things, so we developed solutions to it. We thought that, you know, we don't necessarily need a large, you know, 10, 20, 30,000 community, uh, large community to, to, to do visioning type things. So in New Hyde Park, we were frustrated, uh, yourself and others who are leaders in the community, 
uh, were frustrated with, with a particular corner, an intersection that had uh, a couple shopping centers that weren't maintaining themselves. There were, there were empty stores. Uh, there was some blight, and it was really frustrating. And the, the town's inability sometimes to enforce its codes as much as people expected we would and, and whatever limitations we had, uh, people didn't believe or they were frustrated by our own limitations. And so instead of doing this huge mega uh, visioning, we focused on one small area. And we brought in the community leaders uh, from the civic associations, the Chamber of Commerce, uh, some of the other folks that are active, and we had discussions and we brought in the businesses and we eventually got to a place where we at least understood what the problems were because we talked it out. Again, doesn't mean that there weren't problems. Even recently, one of the businesses had a problem, and we had to give them some tickets. And you know, it's, it's, it was unfortunate, but you know, it, it 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 doesn't mean that people aren't ever going to make mistakes. It means that at least when something does happen, everybody's at the table and has the opportunity yeah. part of the discussion. And so, at least you understand why the town did something. We understand why the businesses do something. And in, in that particular right. case, the town, I mean, the, the, the community residents. I, you know what? I hate to cut you off. We only Out of time. Have, we're <laughs> yeah, right. Um, well, I will definitely so come I, back. I'd love to come back and talk more about it. Okay, great. And we're going to, like I said, it'll be on Welcome to the Neighborhood NY.com. We have a, a Facebook page. Um, we have, we'll put it up on LinkedIn and we'll give them, give people links to go to be able to contact you. Next time maybe we can do some questions because we can have people call in. And um, so if someone wants to get in touch with you, you'll give me an email address for the town and they, yes. they can send you. There might be people from other parts of the country who are interested in finding out more about these programs. And well, we do have the Town of North Hempstead website, so it's North Hempstead. And if uh, people go onto their computers and just you know, Google North Hempstead, yep. uh, they yep. can find our website and they can get to us through that as well. Okay, good. Well, thank you, John. This has been John Kamen, Supervisor of the Town of North Hempstead. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Absolutely. Thank you. Bye-bye.